0: Log Talk Radio There's something outside. What is that?
1: radio
2: and greetings everyone this is julie wrench invites you to another episode of on the shoulders of giants talking old timers with thomas in the studio with me of course is thomas deanberg thomas how you doing
1: i'm doing fine dear doing fine just sitting here smoking my pipe listening to the fall because it's falling in buckets today Mm. Well, I tell you, we're gonna get a bunch of rain
2: tomorrow, so <laughs> I feel like the pain. I guess we need it, but it's uh you know, one day it's beautiful and eighty two degrees and the next day it's gonna be raining all day, so
1: Yes absolutely.
2: <laughs> so listen, Thomas, we've had a lot of good feedback on the show and I just wanted to give a shout out to our listeners. I did have one person tell me that this podcast of on the shoulders of giants is the only Bigfoot podcast he looks forward to hearing anymore. So, I think that's great. Excellent job. Glad we can be doing the show.
1: Well, I hope people find it interesting and informative. That's the main thing. Um I mean, there's so much uh well, Asylum being run by the inmates Stuff going on out mm-hmm. there uh, If people could just get back to you know, stick to the facts And never from the facts God, lords, I haven't said that okay. before Yeah, uh, <laughs> I hope they enjoy the show And I hope they find it interesting Because one thing I can tell you I will never, ever Hoax or make stuff up for people Exactly mm-hmm. It's
2: It's old school Real deal right here and that's why we're doing the show because uh, there's a lot of goofy things going on out there, and and that's kind of the road we're absolutely, going to go down tonight. Absolutely,
1: And, and Julie uh, has the one of the last of the old timers. She won't call me that, but she thinks it. I know it.
2: No, never, never. <laughs> <laughs> you're not old. You just you're one of the last new all of the old timers.
1: Yeah, good cover up girl, but I can read your mind.
2: Right. I would never call you old. <laughs> um, and very knowledgeable, yes,
1: but I would never say old. Keep saying that I'll eventually believe you too, because I don't believe it myself. <laughs> I am old. I'm feeling it more every day.
2: <laughs> no, no, you're not old, Thomas.
1: Yeah.
2: Well we you know what we're gonna talk about is how things have changed and say, you know, the last 25, 30 years or so, um, and I know you've been right there at the front seat observing all of this. So what do you think is the the biggest change that you can see from the old way of doing things to, to nowadays in the Sasquatch investigation arena?
1: Well, compared to when I started in the mid-70s, Till now, I think uh, the result has been a positive, and it also has been a negative. The positive Mm -hmm. is there needs to be a lot more general public interest in the subject as a whole. The negative Mm is, with inventions such as the Internet, great tool that it is, it is a soapbox for every snake oil salesman out there. And it's so easy now to tell a fake story and do a little bit of research and sound absolutely convincing. And of course, the pushing of hoax photographs and videos and
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and stories, where it always comes down, to you got to take their word for it because they can't give you anything else. It's in my mind and in my opinion, it has reached epidemic proportions, and, mm-hmm. and, and that's the kind of stuff that gets most of the attention. Unfortunately, I mean, there seems to be uh, a, a rather a, a A slowing down of it somewhat for a little while there, uh, especially in the U.S. You had a whole rash of just weird television shows. You know, um, uh, (laughs) the only way to describe them, you've heard me say this before, is Duck Dynasty meets Bigfoot. I mean, (laughs) over and over and over again. And it was always the same thing some guy running with the camera in his face. (laughs) He's after me. You know, that (laughs) guy. <laughs> but, you know, right. Yeah. You know, and 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 people take this and they often they think it's real. I, I mean, it's just uncanny. And of course, the Fast in Hollywood yeah. is just a subject for all their weird horror films. Ooh, a carload mm-hmm. of girls, college girls, goes into the bush one by one. They go skinny dipping and get killed by something.
2: You know, it's the same thing yeah. And over and over. yeah uh, but when I started, yeah, it is. It's interesting how they. It's um. Definitely hit the mainstream, and there's plenty of Sasquatch movies that have been made over the course of the last 10 years or so, especially. Um, they even have one out that I watched not long ago called The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then Bigfoot.
1: Yeah, I heard of that. I haven't seen it, but I have heard the title. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there was yeah. one just a few years
1: ago. With the guy, I can't remember the actor's name, but he used to be. Uh uh, Danny on the old Partridge Family show. <laughs> he was chasing a Sasquatch yeah. that was about the size of King Kong or something like that. And that was uh, <laughs> just silly, just silly. And the scenario is always the same every time. But hey, I guess people are just having fun with it. That's the only way I can. Uh, uh, and of course, if you spent your life doing a serious research into what you consider a serious mystery, and you see it being. Exploited for whatever reasons, whether it's financial or or people looking for their wanting to be famous real fast. I mean, it's hard not to let it get under your skin, and I try, but it does. And I, <laughs> all I can do is when when one of the biggest thing a researcher has to do is he has to be willing to expose hoaxes as well as look at something that he thinks is real, right? I mean, a researcher right. has to be willing to look at both sides of the equation. You can't be a religious leader trying to push a faith, okay? You have to be mm-hmm. able to admit that, hey, maybe in the long run, the Sasquatch really is nothing but a great piece of, uh, we- uh, well, North American mythology and folklore. I don't personally believe that, but you've got to accept the possibility. I mean, that's why we're researchers, Right. We're not religious leaders trying to push a faith, you know, and there are too many people who call themselves researchers uh, today, and and don't make no mistake. There were so few of them back around the beginning, too. uh, They they act like they're uh, 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 religious leaders, and they're totally convinced, and it's their job to convince everybody else to fall in line and believe the way they do. Uh
0: You know,
1: Uh You know, it's kind of like, uh, uh, yeah, that's the best way to describe it. Religious leaders trying to push a faith, rather than a researcher trying to find an answer to a mystery. And to me, it's an it, we're trying to find an answer to a mystery. Does a large living primate, bipedal creature, of flesh and blood exist in the wilderness areas of North America? Uh, and right now, we're still at stage one. Is there one? Uh, does the creature mm-hmm. exist, or it doesn't? And until that question is answered, all the other questions are rather a moot point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And people yeah. are trying to
2: solve a mystery with a mystery, you know? It's like.
1: Oh, yeah. Um... And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great mysteries out there. I mean, I don't think the Sasquatch has anything to do with the, for lack of a better term, the paranormal world. But that doesn't mean I don't think the paranormal world doesn't exist. Well, that's just a, a different mystery for other people to look at. What I go, uh-huh. I, well, I just don't agree with them trying to lump Sasquatch in with it. That's that's it. That to me, like when I began, yeah, I mean, it was basically: is there a primate, flesh and blood, living in the wilderness areas of the Pacific Northwest of the United States and Canada? And since then, it has gone out more across all across North America. Uh, to the point. Remember when we started, it was basically uh, it was a mystery of the Pacific Northwest with a few yeah. spots here and there around the sulphur river bottoms in Arkansas or, or Honey Island Swamp Louisiana or the Florida Everglades with the Skunk Cape, you know, things like that. But it was basically looked upon as a mystery of the Rocky Mountains West. And and since then, there's a lot of evidence to indicate that it could be more spread out than that. And I was totally skeptical uh, for many years of anything uh, east of the Rocky Mountains until I met good people who did good, serious research, uh, like Don Keaton, who I haven't heard from in a very long time, Mm -hmm. you know. Ohio, of course, you, uh, uh, and and a lot of other people who, were, and I had to admit, it sounds good. And then I got to see some of the wilderness areas over there myself. I mean, I grew up in Ontario, so I knew Ontario in Canada. The East has just as much wilderness as in, as in uh, British Columbia, but I, it was hard for me to accept reports coming from places like New York State and Pennsylvania, right. places like that. Until I actually saw it. And I uh, I saw why the Pine Barrens are, <laughs> boy, that's a lot of, you keep thinking of the eastern United States and the huge population, you think wilderness is, it's like Europe. Wilderness is little batches of trees in between towns. It's actually <laughs> the other way around. <laughs> towns are little dots and huge batches of wilderness. So there's, right, more than, exactly. uh, you know, in my opinion, a possibility that such an animal could exist. All over North America. It's, just, it's no. just finding that evidence to confirm yes or no. Well, that's a good point because
2: uh, where I am where I live, the uh, the county that I'm right next up against there, the URI force that is in is uh, Montgomery County, and it has the most reports in the whole state.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and, you know, the URI is not. Yuari is the smallest national forest in the whole state as well, but it has the most reports. So,
0: you know,
2: it's an uh, it's in- interesting place over there, I'll tell you. A lot of history over there with them. Um, and, that, you know, that's in North Carolina. And come to find out, you know, there's been generations after generations who've seen them over there, but... They just really didn't say anything because, you know, they're supposed to not be over there. They're supposed to be in the Pacific Northwest.
1: Correct. Yeah, and, and it's odd. It's interesting how there's been some subtle differences, too, noticed over the years. And I don't know if this just relates to the uh, the Falk monster in Arkansas and the Honey Island, uh, Honey Island Swamp. Creature in Louisiana, but a lot of reports are three toed footprints and things like that uh, that are different than the, the standard five toed footprints that are associated with the Sasquatch in the Pacific Northwest. And always, uh, yet the basic description seems to be relatively the same. A large seven to eight foot,
0: mm-hmm. bipedal,
1: walking, hair covered creature that's rather uh, gorilla like in appearance, except in the way that it's always bipedal. But for some reason, the footprint Reported by these creatures Is different Not always But quite often
0: Mm-hmm Mm-hmm
2: Yeah And I know the uh, investigator Mike Richburg Out of South Carolina And uh, I know He has himself Personally witnessed Some of those Three-toed tracks And uh, You know it's, it's It's quite unusual But it, They They have been found And you know By people that I trust That you know If they say it happened Then I believe they they found them. So mm-hmm. it, it is weird. It is strange. So let's talk a little bit about um, <laughs> what, what is your ideal about it on these game cams? Um, why do you think there's never anything at least brought to public? Now, there may be people out there that have things on game cams that they're not sharing. Because even if they shared them, people will say, well, that's somebody in a costume. But I mean, why do you think that there isn't more of these things caught on game cans? What's the story? Well, I'll
1: tell you, I'll tell you why. When, when you're setting up a game can, you're basically covering a hundred foot space, hoping something in that hundred thousand acres out there is going to walk through that hundred <laughs> foot space. I mean, if the Sasquatch does indeed exist, it's probably very rare, maybe one for every hundred bears in any given area. And the odds that you have at one walk in front of your game cam is a long shot at best, but at least it's better than not doing anything at all. Uh, right. There have been some interesting, interesting shots of possible Sasquatch in game cams, but you never get a good shot of the whole thing, like something passed mm-hmm. in front of it. And there could be other explanations for it. I've seen game cam pictures of birds flying in front of game cams that people think look rather Sasquatch-like. That's because they caught a bird real close up, with its wings in an odd position and an odd angle, and it just looked that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, Uh and. And, but it's explain what's on it. And, of course, at the same standard has to apply to any other photograph and video evidence. If, uh, if what's on the image is open to interpretation, then there's evidence it has to be rendered useless, even if it was a Sasquatch.
2: Well, yeah, that's true. And I don't know if filming one is ever going to be good enough.
1: I don't think so. I, 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 I'd like to think it would be, but. I think that uh, the the hoaxing has become so sophisticated nowadays. And if you go on YouTube, you'll see a mm-hmm. lot of hoaxed videos that are, are hoaxed, in my opinion, that look really damn good. You know, that yeah, probably yeah. would have, in the 70s, if someone produced a 35-millimeter picture like that, we probably would have said, wow, because the technology then didn't exist. Mm-hmm. But the technology is there today. And people can do amazing things with video. And still, and, and and imaging now, especially since you don't need film anymore, uh, and make mm-hmm. and great, great, amazing effects. And it always comes down to, uh, well, then, okay, how come you only got it for like two seconds here when it obviously was in a clearing? Why did you stop filming it when you did? And, of course, like with
0: mm-hmm. the with
1: standing, how come you only got a close-up of the head and the face? Where's the rest of it? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: what what were you doing uh yeah, was standing by looking at his belly button and was staring straight ahead, like three feet from your camera i mean <laughs> why did you only film it for like five seconds i mean i mean i i mean uh, the red flags just go off, and um yeah yeah, and there's been some interesting videos, but again the subject's either out of focus or it's There's obstructions between it and the cameraman, and people keep making the same mistakes all the time, and they can't really help it because a lot of these cameras are set for automatic focus. So when you're looking at something running uh, 25, 30 yards away from you through trees, the camera tends to focus in and zoom in and focus on objects that are closer than what you're trying to get.
0: Mm -hmm. In other words, it's
1: zooming in uh, uh, because the camera thinks you're trying to get a close-up of those trees, so those trees close to you come out nice and sharp, but the image beyond them is blurry, (laughs) (laughs) the one you're actually trying to film. Yeah,
2: Yeah. that's just one of the
1: setbacks. It's always going to come down to uh, luck of the draw. I mean... uh, like Roger and Bob in nineteen sixty seven boy, does it bother me that something like that has not happened again in fifty two years,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, that's
1: it never bothered me, well, there are, but the film the the thing is that there are they weren't lucky enough to get it in a clearing. And they weren't lucky enough to have an old uh, film, sixteen millimeter home movie camera that didn't require automatic focus. You had to focus it manually, and that's another reason why it's not quite as sharp as it could be. Uh, and uh, it didn't. There was nothing in between it for a good part of the of the sequence, and and Roger when he shot the film. Yeah. You know, and that's why that yeah. movie has stood out over time and but there's so much uh like all you have to do is go to youtube and, and it's just filled with possible films of assassin Sasquatch. i think maybe some of them could be authentic but the thing is so far away or so out of focus or you just didn't see enough of it it could be there could be other explanations for what we've seen but i understand why the cameraman thought really thinks maybe that he caught something there
0: uh-huh mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh-huh yeah
2: well yeah the- and like with the Patty film, I mean, it's – there it is, walking along, you know, and uh, people are still arguing about it 50-some years later. So I don't think a film of, of any type is going to be – No, the, no, the and I've,
1: I've spoken from. to people who are uh, in part of the Smithsonian – and the various universities and anthropology departments and zoological departments. And I've even talked to the head of the the Calgary Zoo at one time and came up and brought it up. I said, what would be needed to prove that the Sasquatch does and truly exists and is actually an animal that should be in the realm of everyday zoology and not in cryptozoology? And the answer has always been unanimous. They need a body or piece of the body. something that could be physically examined, nothing else will ever do it. And no amount of politically correct thinking is ever going to change that. <laughs> they say they no. need a body of a body. That's what they mean. And that's uh, it. Yeah. And you could argue, wrap yourself up in um, in a flag of oh, political correctness all you want. You're never going to get anywhere. No. Yeah, and this that, whole thing... That's the only DNA way you'll ever be be truly accepted, and even then it'll probably be hotly debated for for a long while,
2: right, yeah, yeah. and the DNA test that people um here's the problem and, and you know you're collecting DNA and you're going to send it off, and the best you can get is going to come back as unknown primate or unknown this or unknown that because you don't have a scientifically verified specimen that you're comparing it from you have that's the first step that's, and uh, you're bang um, on there you're
1: you're bang on right there yeah. there's no sasquatch dna confirmed to compare it to so you can't say with no. anyone one percent certainty that it's sasquatch dna unless you have a carcass of a sasquatch you take the dna from it and say yep it is
2: exactly <laughs> and, and people will fight yeah. you tooth and nail about some of these DNA results that have been released over the years by
1: and you can't, certain you can't individuals. blame them. Look what look at the Melba Ketchum uh fiasco of, uh about 5 years ago. I mean, yeah, uh, and she tried to they say didn't it have was anything um, to verify. Yeah, she tried to say it was verified It turned out she's the one that bought the magazine or the journal <laughs>
0: yeah. and I said,
1: "Well, that's not that's not uh uh, what do they call it? Peer reviewing. <laughs> you don't no. peer review yourself. It doesn't work that way. <laughs>
2: yeah, because the science will never accept that, first of all, yeah. to peer review yeah, yourself. It, and, and I'm sure the but, intentions were well and all that, but yeah. – yeah, if but you're going I to said, do something said, in a the time, scientific. everyone
1: everyone was getting so excited over. it. I said at the time, the only thing that's going to come out of this is she's going to be a guest on Coast to Coast Radio once or twice a year with George Nori, and, and that's about it. And I was, was right. She,
2: was she? on, yeah, on Coast because? to Coast Radio <laughs> once or
1: twice a year, and that's about it. That's as uh-huh. far as the report ever went. So. <laughs> Excuse me.
2: Yeah, and that's unfortunate, but that's just the way science is. You know, there's right. it is it, it is boom, this is what we need, and there's no other way around it. So, even you know, to in try to say, that something to that DNA, with
1: yeah. even in stuff that has nothing to do with Sasquatch and archaeology and anthropology and stuff, there are new discoveries being made every day, but they're argued and debated about for years before they finally get accepted. And mm-hmm. You
0: start seeing
1: the journals.
2: Right, you happens all the time. And
1: you're right, years.
2: Yep, it oh, takes well, a long still time over for... whether
1: or not Pluto's a planet or not.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> so there's no easy answer on all that stuff. I think that with with the new technology, the night vision technology that we have, I think, like for for the for the investigator for themselves personally. I think that the night vision cameras and the infrared and the thermal imaging is is re- a really good tool to have. Even if you don't plan on showing anybody anything, at least you know for yourself, you know. And that's what a lot of us want. One is that self-verification for some of the things we might experience. Oh, absolutely. Um, the,
1: equipment, and I, the equipment available yeah. to it's so much better, like especially night vision and thermal and stuff like that. But you gotta remember if you if you have a thermal camera, uh you know, the cameras that pick up body heat and stuff like that, and you get the image of something big through the woods that seems by pure Like you gotta remember to the general public when you display that all they see is a great big Casper the friendly ghost on a dark screen. It means nothing to them. <laughs> yeah, right. It means nothing to them. Yep. Because they weren't there. <laughs> They yes, weren't there. And I mean, it may be impressive I to mean, you. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, to the general public, it won't prove anything. May may convince some. You get some people wondering about it. People asking questions. That's about as far as it will go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And I've seen uh, some good
2: thermal imaging now. I've seen some pretty good stuff out there. Um, but
1: well, so have I. But again, I've also not, a lot of... Tar- Questionable stuff out there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's uh, just not uh, like uh, uh, thing even thing that way. show, Finding Bigfoot. They had that one episode where they had that thing in the field, and then all they had to do is wait for the thing to turn sideways. They so would have seen it was a cow <laughs> or a horse. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, <laughs> but they're trying it's, to make yeah, the was, show it's program it's for something. the longest time. It's trying to make it sound like there was something strange standing in that clearing. Oh yeah, you were looking at the butt end of a horse. <laughs> <laughs> And you did oh, see Lord the of it it, its butt was right towards the camera. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: and but you know, it, to be it's kind of
1: thing. Mm-hmm. But they never would have even known that horse was there without a thermal camera. Mhm. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: They're great yeah, tools. Yeah, I've seen stuff, they're great though. tools, but mm-hmm. well, they won't convince the general public to the existence of the Sasquatch. In, in my opinion, unless the Sasquatch walked right up to the camera and grabbed it out of his hand. <laughs> And they managed to recover later on. Maybe that would do it, but I doubt it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, it has to be
2: really good stuff to get uh, clear images, you know. I mean, you're talking about it. It just looks
1: looks like a big Casper the Friendly Ghost in a dark screen. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean anything. Yeah. I mean, just just imagine that the Patterson-Gimlin footage in 67 had been shot at night with a thermal cam. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. You would have seen a a little glowing thing going through these trees, and to the general public, I said, Well, what the hell is this? (laughs) Yeah. That doesn't prove anything. Yeah.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. One of the things that I think now, when you guys first started many years ago, did you guys talk much about Saskatoon? Much habituation.
1: No, not at all. To... Actually, that that that's a more recent thing that uh, started off in the late 90s. I think that, oh, the mm-hmm. real first incident of this that got a lot of attention was the so-called Carter Coy Farm. I think it's in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where the uh-huh. lady claimed uh, 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 that the sash, but she had names for them and stuff like that, and she said she was feeding them garlic. And they were always coming up yeah, to her in yeah. her house, and and uh, uh, she never got a, a single photograph of any of them. But she did take a picture of a stick it dropped at one time, and and try to pass that mm-hmm. off as something significant. Uh, mm-hmm. and some of the Russians fell for the line and sank her, and a fellow here, Adrian Erickson, uh, who was who said 2011 was going to be the year of the Sasquatch, he actually bought the property. And the car- car they they moved away to another piece of property, and then said the Sasquatch followed them. I guess they're trying to see if you'd buy that property too. I don't know, and they did produce wow. one one film from somewhere else It turned out to be looked like someone in a Chewbacca mask but um that's the first real indication of any kind of talk of a, a continuous habituation that I ever recall back in the 70s and stuff like that no I never there were incidents where something was seen in, a, in the same general area for a period of time
0: mm-hmm.
1: but not not somebody always claiming oh they live in my backyard I communicate with them all the time blah 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 but I won't I didn't right. say anything cause I, I I didn't take any pictures because uh, people would come in and the uh, Sasquatch would be a rat blah blah blah, blah and then you wonder well, why are you even telling us about it then you know right <laughs> Yeah, no, I generally um, most stories of habitulation with an oak, and when it comes down to it, it you know, you have to take their word for it while there's something wrong, red flags go off in my head.
2: Yep, I've had that a lot. You know, I can't show you any of it because the, they won't let me take pictures of them. Or it's, um, well, I'm leaving out some peanut butter, and I know the Sasquatch is taking it. And I'm like, well, how do you know the Sasquatch is taking it? Mm-hmm. Well, because it's gone when I get back. I'm like, oh. well, no, not necessarily. Um, there's a lot of things that can open a peanut butter jar. Uh, squirrels can open up peanut butter jars.
1: Raccoons can. I've
2: seen it happen. Yep. Yeah. I've seen it on films. Um, but the whole habituation where people are leaving food out and stuff. First of all, it's probably. I don't know that I'd want to draw them closer and closer to my house. First of all, you know what I mean, because these well, things I would, are. Uh... I want
1: to... Yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, most people wouldn't. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, I. Yeah. Most people don't want these things um, right up on their house. I mean, and that could be what ended up happening to people. Um, and I've heard about that. You know, people have moved from their. Property because they did that and then regretted it. Um, but I don't believe this whole thing that you know they're they're habituating them and they're you know back there playing patty cake or whatever with them. I, I just I, there's never been proof of that. No evidence whatsoever. Brought
1: brought. No, in- I tend I to put most of that into into the you know inmates running the asylum category. The, yeah. uh, it's just people making. a most of the time in, in as far in my own opinion, it's more like cases of people who just are telling wild stories for the attention or whatever reason they have, and uh mm-hmm. none of them so far have ever panned us out, so there you go yeah yeah and, and
2: I'll tell you there's a lot of activity over in the Uwari, and um you know, you, you talked about Finding Bigfoot, and they were actually over there in the Uari seven years ago when they filmed one of the... Uh, it was the first season, episode three, and um, after that came on TV, the show came on TV, there was all kinds of people going into the Uari, hanging, you know, CDs out of from the trees and leaving peanut butter and apples everywhere and all this stuff. So, you know... A lot of times uh it can do more harm than good with with telling people, Well, you know, if you leave food out for them, uh, they may come in and then you get people doing what happened in the Uari and uh it spooked a lot of the cre the creatures that supposedly live there, it spooked them off for a little while and uh then the activity started to cease there.
1: Of course. And here in British Columbia, I wouldn't recommend people doing that because you're more likely going to go and get bears coming in to take the food and stuff like mm, that.
0: Yeah.
1: And bears right. become spoiled bears. And when spoiled bears, they become problem bears.
0: Exactly. Uh, I mean, that's, and yeah, that's exactly
1: yeah, what British happened in Columbia New York. Outlawed and closed down all the open pit dumps in every community here uh, back in the late 1980s, early 1990s because of the bear problems it caused. Uh, you're gonna wow. get food. You leave food out, you're gonna get you're gonna get creatures there. It may probably won't be the one you're looking for, but you're gonna get them <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's
1: it's never a good idea to feed the, the wildlife.
2: Period. Yeah. No matter what type it is, in my yeah. opinion.
1: And, so. You know, and you have people who go out in the back. I just every time I go in the bush, I get the odd feeling I'm being watched. And I just said to her, young lady, every time you go in the bush, you are always being watched by something. <laughs> yes. Everything very is perfect. interested in you and what you're doing and whether or not you're a threat. You know, you are always watched in the wilderness. Doesn't I mean it was a Sasquatch, but everything from squirrels to birds to to everything you can think of if it's in the area, yeah, it's watching you.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, that that's very true. So let me ask you a question, Thomas. Um, what what do you uh, what do you think about like do you think there's people that are intentionally when they're trying to intentionally hope something? What do you think they're in in result they're looking for? Do you think it's attention that they're looking for? A
1: combination of things. Some people do it for monetary reasons. I've I, uh, people who claim to be researchers who do this kind of thing. Uh, uh, I called it Ivan marx syndrome because Ivan Mark was really the first example of this I ever knew. A scenario is always the same. They they investigate something that could possibly be true and real, and they were the center mm-hmm. of attention for a while, right? And when that attention dies down. Uh, they find that it was, the attention they were getting was more important than the subject itself. So they start hoaxing things to remain the center of attention, of course, hoping they'd come across something real in the meantime. Uh, in my opinion, uh, Todd Standing is the, the latest and best example of this, in my opinion. It's, I call it mm-hmm. Ivan Mark Syndrome because he was the first one that I ever knew of this. and uh, uh, So I named it that, Ivan Mark Syndrome. Uh, uh, he, wants, well, uh, he, 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 he He tells me. stories And spins tales and hoaxes Evidence because he likes the attention And there are some people who are Into this Not because they're curious whether or not the exists. They just feel that's their Ticket to attention and fame And some people are in a hurry You know yeah, I, I know true. I'm well Known in this subject but it took decades To do that and I publish books And that's why right, right It took decades right. but some people they're they they do not want to wait. They're gonna hurry. They want to be recognized right now. So they'll 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 dress <laughs> someone up in a suit or they'll take a picture of an inadmined object, <laughs> blurred crowd and say, Oh we we'll get this Sasquatch in our backyard, it's coming around, oh look at all this evidence, oh they'll walk barefoot in the snow, let it wait a day or two to melt out <laughs> so it looks larger than it is and all kinds of things.
0: Right. Uh, and
1: yeah, and and it's continuous. Uh or uh, they start getting the weird and wonderful. Like out here in Maple Ridge, close by, where a fellow I caught red-handed hoaxing back in 2009 it, uh, continued for the longest time, and uh, he was finding stuff almost every time he w- he went into the park. But the first time I met him was, was he reported something himself, and I think they tended to be true, because these tracks were found by somebody else who pointed it out to him. And I Uh think it's possible his first set of prints were authentic. And this fellow I'm talking about, well, Randy Brisson is his name, as a human being, everyday life, a human being, he's one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet. I like him, okay? I really like this guy. If everybody in the world was like Randy Brisson, personality-wise, the world would be a better place.
0: But for (laughs) some reason
1: on this subject, he started hoaxing, and then I caught him throwing rocks on an expedition with the BFRO once, and that was oh. the end of in my opinion. The late Paul Freeman, who got very well known for his interest in his investigation of the Sasquatch, and I believed him myself at first. We were, I knew him well, and he was one of the nicest human beings I ever met. He uh, Take his shirt off his back for you. A real good guy, a stand-up guy, but for some reason in my, and this is a Again, I'm just expressing my opinion. He was blowing it out both ends when it came to, to Sasquatch, because he was hoaxing a lot of stuff. And I took a lot of I did took a lot of heat from Rene and other people who didn't believe him a lot earlier than I did. And I said, Oh no, no, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, but I researched. I investigated. I learned things. And yeah, right. they were right. He was making a lot of stuff, and that's unfortunate, but it was true. But uh, like I said, as a human being, if the world was all uh, filled with guys like him, it would be a much better place.
2: Are you saying that the film that Paul Freeman has – Which film? He shot a couple of them. Well, the one where he saw the tracks by the water, and then he – he looks up, and he said, well, there he goes
1: now. Oh, there yeah, he goes? The right to- in my yeah. opinion, what you- and some people disagree with me, in my opinion, I think that creature is his son, Dwayne, in a suit. Really? That, that In mm-hmm. my opinion. I mean, Jeff, well, Jeff Eldrum has shown you think me that? things out about footprints that Freeman was associated with. that has got me scratching my head. You know, Freeman did go out in the bush, so it's possible. Even a hoaxer can get lucky. You know, Todd Stanley, right. I don't know the word the man says, but he does go out in the bush. And he, I, in my opinion, he if he stopped the BS and stopped hoaxing, he'd be an outstanding researcher. But he, they can't help themselves because they have <laughs> Ivan Mark syndrome. They want to be recognized. <laughs> they want to be famous. They want to be featured in documentaries. They want to be, you know, the head speakers at conferences. They want this. They want that. And uh, Ivan Mark syndrome—that's the only way I can describe it when it comes to researchers. Yeah. hmm So why yeah. don't you tell
2: the listeners, in case they don't know what the Ivan Mark situation is, briefly, what what is it that Ivan?
1: Well, did? Ivan first came into prominence in the late '60s because he was the central character in what was. Came known as the Bosberg Cripple Prince.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's quite possible the Bosberg Cripple Prince were authentic. But it, it, it turned into an absolute zoo at the time, because Renny DeHinden was there with his camp. John Green was down there in his camp. Titmuss showed up, and of course Peter Burns showed up in his camp. And it was like, it, by God, it was like the th- four fronts on the Russian front just before Barbarossa got launched. I mean, <laughs> they were almost at <laughs> war with each other. And Ivan was sort of like sitting in court in his little shack there telling all these stories all the time. But he 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 was a class A-B-S artist. Again, a nice guy, but boy, did he like to spin a yarn. And not just a Sasquatch. That was just one thing. On other things, too, with other people. I'm sure if you look back on the records, you could probably find him telling incredible things to the UFO community about other other things, you know? But Ivan, they even made a movie featuring him called The Legend of Bigfoot. And he and he uh, yes. narrated it, and he's the star of it. Uh, and everything in it was just a load of crap. Yeah. Wow. And he, and he always talked ways like he'd never calmly say, and then we saw Bigfoot. No, it was always, it's Bigfoot. And every time he said the word, he'd <laughs> almost screaming it in the microphone. It's, it's hilarious to watch. And
0: you know, again,
1: personally, a great guy, but why this need to spin yarns and tell tales and fake stories and, you know, I don't understand it. But he, because he was the first back in the uh, late 60s, he's the earliest example of this I know, so I call it Ivan Mark syndrome whenever I see someone else who seems to fall into that category.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, Ivan yeah. Mark syndrome. Remember that? <laughs> Ivan Mark syndrome.
0: Yeah, uh,
2: definitely. Yeah, that, yeah, that was that was some interesting days back in the the,
0: the You can time probably so find it online
1: the So oh, the legend of Bigfoot, uh, uh, uh by uh, starring Ivan Marks. Uh, uh, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he talks about himself. Yeah, he, he got he got the Smithsonian and Untamed World and.
0: <laughs>
1: all, these, all these nature show experts all in one package.
2: <laughs> wow!
1: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah.
2: So, um, we've got about ten minutes or so left. Um, what what would you like to see people go back to doing more of? As as in related to the old well,
1: days? there like in and without sounding like I have an ego the size of Mount Everest, I wish people would look at the subject the way I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, stick to the facts, never deviate from the facts, and don't go off into wild speculation.
2: True, true.
1: Yeah. Uh, look at it with a, a zoological approach. Is there an animal out there, or isn't there? You know, stay away from the paranormal stuff. I mean, if the paranormal stuff is it's something to do with Saskatchewan, and then we're never going to solve it anyway. So it's just a one big vicious circle. Why bother? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, to me, uh, <laughs> just stick to the facts and redeeming the facts and look at it. Almost be like a cop on a crime investigation. Right. Right, like uh, and look at 18, it through 18. that yeah. and, and investigate it. That way, and when you expose all this stuff, it's the ones you can't explain away that keep you fascinated. Uh, and it yeah. shows you that the possibility that this creature actually may d- indeed exist—it um, just comes, it, it just blows your mind, and, and you think, "Wow, there's no way that guy could have done that." and... You know, I still wonder about the thing I saw. Remember uh, my own sighting in 2004? I still won't say that was a Sasquatch because it was just too damn far away. I saw a figure. It was jet black, and it was walking upright. But a man standing there, seen from where I was, I, I don't think I could have seen it all. I mean, this figure was big even for a Sasquatch. So what the hell was it I was looking at? Right. Yeah. If yeah. And I mean, watch I've seen, seen one, one. So It's a long. big weird man. I still haven't.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the Well way I the look. thing that gets me is um Renee Dehendon never did lay eyes on a sasquatch. John Green never laid eyes on a sasquatch. Oh. But yet we have these people um that every time they get out of the damn truck they're running into one. You know, and I just,
1: I don't yeah, know. And, uh, but then I, you got to take their word for it because they can't give you anything else. You know, I mean, I know some people who have had more than one encounter. I tend to uh, believe mm-hmm. them because I think they're honest people. But when it gets to the point where yeah. you have 50 or 60 of them and it's always the same story, I mean, uh, then it gets a little thin the red flags start going off. I mean, I mean, look at politicians. They lie. Very, very well, and they can sound completely convincing.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, look oh, at that. Yeah. Even uh, after the Mueller it, report released, the Democrats are still saying he colluded with the Russians, even though reality has slapped them in the face <laughs> twice now month. I mean, come on. Wake up, people. It didn't happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and this yeah, is from a Canadian. And, and I you,
0: like, yeah. <laughs> Right. And then,
1: yeah.
2: I understand totally what you're saying. Um, but, you know, I know uh, – who have had multiple sightings and multiple uh, things happen to them, but that's because they were in the the forest so much, and they knew where these things were, and I mean, you're talking a thousand nights, not in a row, but you know, Mm -hmm. probably a good thousand times they went there, and they put their boots on the ground, and they spent their time out there, and um, there's people that validate what they saw that was with them on different times and different people, you know, and I do know some of those people. Um, mm-hmm. but then you do have the people that, uh, literally every single stinking time they go anywhere out in the woods, they see things, they find things that they, they, you know, and it's different places out in the woods. Um, this the people that I know it was in the same area over in the Uwari for ten years doing this. See, no. but then you get somebody that goes to a new place and oh my God, all of a sudden you know I found tracks, I found this, I found that. But yet they never produce any uh, evidence of it.
1: Well, absolutely. That's I think what it comes down worried. in order to confirm the statue today it's all going to come down to evidence not stories, not anecdotal evidence, because the scientific realm uh, doesn't work like the legal system. Eyewitness testimony doesn't mean mm-hmm. much. They're fascinating. Yes. They keep the interest going, but as evidence, it, it doesn't mean much. Science will get, needs what science has always demanded, and it always comes down to a body or piece of a body or sufficient skeletal mm-hmm. remains. You know, footprints are fascinating yeah. and a due point, but it's generally considered soft evidence, right? I mean, uh I can't explain away all that huge set of tracks I found in nineteen eighty six of Bald Beard Creek on the Chilliwack River and I've never come across a set of tracks like that again. I have seen tracks, but not like that day. Uh what what happened? Did someone hoax them? I can't I I can't say with one hundred percent certainty it didn't happen. But it sure seems like a long shot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean
2: there's some um... There's good and every and time I, I've been out a word. lot
1: in the woods alone and with other people, we've heard strange noises and strange sounds. Can't say it wasn't a structure, We can't say it was because we didn't see it. Right. Yeah, we've had rocks That's thrown at us thing. too, but we didn't see what did if it or who did it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, uh, it's happened. Mm-hmm. I don't talk about them much because, like I said, I didn't see them. And my philosophy is stick to the facts. Every day, the facts. I didn't see what did it. So, but so I'm not going to go mm-hmm. on a show or write another book or something like that, saying it was a Sasquatch when I don't know that to be true.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. And there's things that I hear from my property that um, I have sent to David Ellis, and he's analyzed through a spectrograph, and they come back and they don't match, you know, known. Canine or known whatever But neither myself or David Are going to say that was a Bigfoot That did it because we didn't See what did it Yeah, We can absolutely. just put it In the suspicious Or um, Unusual category but I Would never because I haven't seen what Is making these sounds but I just know I got Some off the chart audio That doesn't match Other known um, Creatures that are in my area but you know, I won't come out and say that that's definitely Bigfoot because I don't know.
1: Yeah. And people who have, if, assuming that the Sasquatch does exist, and people who have had a good clear sighting, they know it's real. But
0: mm-hmm. oh, yeah. they
1: got that, and they see people like me, and the, uh, I actually have one guy say he feels sorry for me because I've been doing this for so long. I know what I saw. I know they're real. And I'm afraid you're going to drive yourself insane. <laughs> you've never seen a darn thing. Right. Because, because <laughs> I know they're there. But you have been yeah. trying to confirm that they're there for, for God knows while it was 30 years at the time. Uh, and you've never seen it. Uh, I don't know how you can go through day by day wondering about that without going nuts.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You know, and, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 Getting, getting, what watching the blood pressure boil every time someone, some yeah. gets, gets on YouTube saying, I ah, I've seen Bagfoot, I've seen him forty-seven times, and
0: uh,
1: <laughs> here's a picture of a stone pile made, and uh, <laughs> when oh, he scratches on my jeep, where it scratched my car, and <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh my God! No, that's <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood just signed me up for a movie contract on this.
0: <laughs>
2: oh my God, that's funny.
1: Yeah, that's. Um,
0: it, it's
2: a wacky world, is this Bigfoot thing? It can get
1: crazy. It, it, sometimes. It's a wacky world, period, and Sasquatch is just one, you know, and oh. but it's. One I've been dealing with for my life, and it's the one I keep going. It just seemed when I started, like the whole topic of this hour is supposed to be comparing the old days to today. I feel in the old days there was a lot more common sense. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot more skepticism because one of the best quality of research you can have is a healthy dose of skepticism. And like I said, it's the ones you can't explain away that keep you intrigued. And right. you know, I mean, we had our we had our share of coops and nuts in those days. I mean, John Eric Becter, the late John Eric Becter, he was the king of the lunatic fringe, uh, the head uh, mm-hmm. inmate of the asylum. Hell, he, he built the asylum. He used to phone me up at <laughs> three o'clock in the morning, pretending to be a professor. <laughs> I say, hi, John. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, it, it was just, he was known on the, and the BFF website as the man who could not be named because he made such a nuisance of himself all the time. He'd show up at the conferences wearing an ET mask, and when they eventually threw him out, as they always did because he was always so disruptive, he'd march up and down with a protest sign saying they're trying to silence him. It's a big conspiracy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> but now, they're the wow. majority. They're the majority now. Not as extreme mm. as. Uh, the you know the uh, inmates running the asylum. They are now the majority. Yeah. When I began, they were a small minority. Now they are the majority, because that's what the yeah, you're right too, And you know, and the wilder the story, the more uh, interesting people will be in it. You know, the bigger the lie, the bigger the audience. Yeah,
2: and that's well, unfortunate. Real but research
1: it, for the average public is let's face it, it's it's rather boring.
0: Mhm.
2: Right. I mean,
0: it 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 can be
2: long, long hours and days without anything.
1: So uh, okay. I'm a producer. I gotta take a show. We gotta get a rating here and hopefully get an audience. Let's see. We got this (laughs) guy 17, 17 hours a day in a blind, looking at a river, hoping to get filmed, and he's searching along dirt roads and creek beds and stuff for footprints. Oh, but we got this guy here, though, who claims to communicate with them and they leave some. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: going in now. the fucking That's where we're going. Grab the camera. That's where they do. Yep.
2: Yeah. It's all about the, you know, making tabloid a big. Tabloid
1: mentality. Uh, yeah, the tabloid mentality, for lack of a
2: better tabloid, term. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. but. Um, all you have
1: to do is listen to Coast to Coast Radio for a whole month with George Nori. Holy <laughs> God. <laughs> I I never Every now and really and have listened to it, much like, of that. Like Paul oh, Blackburn was on a little while ago. He's a good researcher from the Arkansas area, mm-hmm.
0: uh, but mm-hmm. time it's
1: just absolute crackpots. I mean, it's just ridiculous.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I I haven't listened to too much of it, but I have seen the ads. So I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't know about
1: that. But let's face it, in their listen, world. Crackpot because I don't I don't like, like Like Randy Brisson's new girlfriend once said I The reason I don't see a Sasquatch is I'm not looking with my third eye <laughs> Oh my that's, Okay that's I guess serious. my third eye needs glasses I don't know <laughs> <laughs>
2: Now that one That's funny stuff right there
1: <laughs>
0: If you just Open yeah, up your third you. eye you'd that's... see
1: the orbs You'd see yeah, the other direction. You know <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure I would. <laughs> Unbelievable.
2: Well, Thomas, we're about out of time here. Um, good show, as usual, and uh, I appreciate you joining uh, me for this again. I I just really uh, enjoy these shows, doing these shows with you. And, um, of course, we'll be back again next month for our listeners.
1: So, good show. I appreciate it. No problem, dear. I just hope your audience finds it interesting and informative. And, you know, um, I just if you're into this and you want to look into it, just drop the attitude of stick to the facts, every deviate the facts, and try to stay away from the inmates of in the asylum. And that's right. You'll find this it a, advice. Fast, a fascinating mystery to look into because you're still looking for an answer. Uh, but that's if you get right. stuck, to that you're just going to be trapped into a void text that you'll never get out of and uh, uh, it'll just drive you nuts
2: right exactly yeah. so you just
1: like you said stick to the facts and, yeah um, stick to the facts, facts that's the best piece of advice I can yeah. give anybody. Yeah.
2: well that's certainly good advice Thomas and I really appreciate it
1: and um,
2: I will talk to you again next month Roger that Okay. Talk soon. Thank Roger you. That.
1: Take care. Enjoy right. your presentation.
2: Okay. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and that was another great episode of On the Shoulders of Giants with Thomas Steenberg. And if you have not um, hopped over to check out the Monster Exclusive yet, you can do that by going onto our website at www dot monsterxradio dot com, look for the Monster Exclusive, join Monster Exclusive tab, and uh, you can join for just nine ninety seven a month with your first two weeks free, or forty nine dollars for a full year. That's a savings of about sixty percent. We have a lot of things going on over in the exclusive department that um, you won't hear anywhere else. So, uh, go ahead and check it out, and we appreciate all of your support. Thank you.